Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm Callan. I'm here with Anna, as always. It has been a little a little bit since uh, we have recorded an episode. We've released some episodes recently, but they're from the archives, if you will. <laughs> but still really good episodes to listen to and um, relevant, especially our episode with our friend Ben. We loved how that one turned out. I think it was really funny. We didn't dive into Survivor 41, but we talked about kind of Survivor as a whole and some of his favorite seasons. He's like the biggest Survivor fan you'll ever meet. So yeah, that was a fun one. But we are back here. We're, you know, we're alive. <laughs> we are we're hanging in there. We we've battled some you know, seasonal weather issues as you do, especially down here in Mississippi. Um, we have been busy um, with work and life, but we're never too busy for our favorite activity, which is recording podcasts for you all and for ourselves. We have fun doing it. Yeah, very happy to be back. It's been a while, but it's nice to get back on the microphone and talk virtually with my good friend, Gallon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So like I said, if you haven't listened to some of our recent episodes, check those out. And as promised, we are here to discuss uh, Survivor 41. We did not cover it week by week like we have done in the past with Big Brother and Amazing Race. Instead, what we're going to do is have two episodes. This episode will cover the first part of the show up until the merge and then the second episode after this will be from the merge on to the finale so kind of breaking it into two halves giving our overall thoughts and yeah I'm excited. One thing I'm really excited about is actually while this season was airing Anna and I really didn't talk about it even though we were both watching it kind of at our own paces. I think she was watching it like weekly with a group of our friends and then I would like catch up, you know, they've released five episodes. Let me sit here and watch all of them at one time. <laughs> so I know we shared a couple of opinions just about the season as a whole as I feel like we agreed with most of Survivor fans about it. But really from like a cast standpoint, the game, all that, I have no idea what Anna's opinions are. <laughs> Yeah. Like, we haven't talked about people, so I'm really excited to, like, learn with the listeners what you thought about the season and the people. Because I don't know if we're going to feel the exact same way, which is likely, or if we're going to be like, oh, you thought that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, for, yeah, it is crazy that we didn't talk about it pretty much at all. Because I feel like with any show that we both watch, we're kind of back and forth about the whole thing, but... Yeah, it probably was just we didn't watch it at the same time. I don't know. But yeah, that it's going to be fun. You're used to me being behind, so I feel like you've just given up asking. <laughs> <laughs> I get behind too, but it definitely helps like watching it with other people because that will keep you on track for sure. Yeah. Well, before we dive in to all of Survivor 41, first, I got to ask... What are you drinking today? Well, I finally went back to the liquor store and... I've kind of been thinking like, what do I want to get? And I had a, a thought back to 
six months ago when Callan and I went on a trip with some friends to Las Vegas. So Ooh. I'm having a vodka cranberry. Yes. Which, um, <laughs> if you I, know, you know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Which, like I had mentioned in the past, I was kind of like going in between which, what my next spirit was going to be. And mm-hmm. vodka is my, my next one in line. So this is my first one with my new bottle. And, you know, kind of starting off simple. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I will say that the coloring of this one is a lot darker than the one that we got in the Omnia nightclub in Las Vegas. (laughs) That one was not even a red shade. It was more of a light pink. So... You didn't go as hard here. I I did it. I did not. I'm trying. You know, we're we're filming or we're recording this these two episodes back to back, and you know, I'm trying to keep Pace it professional. Yourself. So right, right. <laughs> well, I um, that's a great choice. What kind of uh, vodka did you end up getting? I went to a new liquor store in town, and you know, I'm kind of a cheap person. So people, please don't judge me too much. But, um, which I noticed that they didn't have any Tito's. I don't know if I wasn't looking in the right place, but I was Hmm. on the vodka aisle. So I don't know. (laughs) Where else it would um, be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just got Smirnoff. Oh, so that's fine. You know, trying to get middle of the road. Yeah. I don't think that's like, you could have done much worse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well thank you yeah i was trying to stick with a label that i know and that was mm-hmm. more than eight dollars so yeah 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 as long as you don't say like burnett's we're good <laughs> <laughs> still still traumatized from burnett's from our friendly allison's bachelorette party literally five years ago and it still is uh makes me almost nauseous to think about but just don't yeah. don't get vodka out of a plastic bottle that's just a no-go that's true you know, probably shouldn't maybe you can use it to like take off your nail polish but i don't think you should be drinking it <laughs> <laughs> take it from me don't drink it right <laughs> gosh maybe we'll tell we'll tell that story one day i'm not ashamed of anything uh uh, don't drink it out of a wine glass either. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think Smirnoff is fine. Like, and especially for like punches and things like that that you mm-hmm. mix vodka in, Smirnoff is pretty good. It has some good like flavored vodkas. So yeah, I just got the regular. But yeah. yeah, they had a lot of selection for the flavored ones. So yeah, yeah, I have to try that. They have good flavors. Well. I am triple fisting as right. I do. We know I love a lot of beverages. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I've got a little bit of like throat stuff going on. So sorry. Maybe that makes me sound like a better like radio DJ. <laughs> I don't know. Anna That's said a I don't really voice. <laughs> yeah, like Phoebe. Yeah, she said I don't really sound that different. So I'm probably just saying this for no reason. But I don't think you I, sound that different. And that reminds me of there's an episode in Survivor this season where Jeff sounds absolutely horrific with his throat. I don't know if you remember that. So, I don't even remember that. I don't oh, know how okay. I missed that. I remembered it so much that I put it in my notes to remind me. So oh wow, I don't but, know what I was doing. <laughs> 
So yeah, that's what well, you didn't. You don't sound nearly as bad as he did, and he was on national television. So well, I'm very glad. I'm I'm very glad. <laughs> well, I have a glass of water first of all. I Solid have, choice. You know, yeah. <laughs> Second of all, I have my Chick Fil A Dr Pepper on ice from my late lunch. <laughs> And then I have, we know I have my espresso machine. So this mm-hmm. is really the drink to feature, but I did make an iced caramel latte. So yum, no big, no big deal, but it is quite good. <laughs> no big. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's good. It's a classic. Now I will say, since I'm not drinking alcohol right now, I had a drink last night and like, it was at a restaurant, a new restaurant in town. Usually, like, even if a, a cocktail is not my favorite, I finish it. This was a no-go for me. I Uh-oh. didn't even drink half of it. Oh, yeah. no. I know. Very sad. And, like, when I read the ingredients, I thought it was going to be pretty good. It was, like, cucumber, lemon, maybe lime juice, Sprite. I don't know. It sounded, like, pretty refreshing. No- oh, and mint. So, like, nothing too wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think it had, like, Tito's in it. I mean, I love cucumber, but dang, it was like, <laughs> this is, this is too much. And yeah. it was a little strong on the vodka, which again would normally be fine, but it was like it was too sweet. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but then it was just also not, not good. So I don't know if there was like a cucumber, like a cucumber flavoring in there too, not just fresh cucumber. Yeah. So I don't know, but thought I would share you know you can't win them all (laughs) it was cute cute in a mason jar but (laughs) that was about it (laughs) yeah they're just some flavors that you've got to be careful with cucumber is one of those I know I know and I was like okay I I don't know I I love cucumber so I thought it was safe but nope (laughs) oh well (laughs) just out eleven dollars no big deal um (laughs) so Every episode, usually, you know, we, we change it up. We keep it fresh on y'all. We um, <laughs> talk about something that we've been watching or reading or listening to, etc. Mm-hmm. But since it's been a little while since we have actually recorded an episode, I feel like we should have a good amount of content to pull from that we've been consuming. Definitely. So, Anna, what, what do you want to talk about today? Well, what I have to talk about is super relevant as it just came out Thursday night, but I saw Spider-Man No Way Home on Thursday evening. So classic, I guess you can call it a Christmas movie. So yeah, I saw that in theaters. It was nice being in the, in the theater, kind of like a midnight premiere, although it wasn't, it was at 720, but (laughs) um, it's still really dark out. So it, it is. That's very true. That's very true. And I, I've missed that just like the theatrical experience being around everybody because like the the theater was basically packed. Everybody was very reactive. <laughs> yeah, were people dressed up? Fun. No, I didn't see anybody dressed. There were a couple people, you know, like in like Spider Man t shirts or something. But yeah, yeah, I didn't see anybody dressed up. Unfortunately, the movie was very entertaining. Okay, I will say there are some plot holes, but. Uh-oh. If you don't care about that, then I think it'll be fine. <laughs> um, it was really entertaining, though. It was it was really good. Okay. Had a good time. 
I have seen some people say like it's in their top five Marvel movies, which is high praise. That is very high I'm, praise. I'm guessing you don't feel that way. Um, no, I would say no. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I really enjoyed the movie. Like I had a, I had a good time watching it and it was a lot of fun seeing characters we haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really good. But yeah, I wouldn't put it in my top five. Um, and like, it's not even my favorite Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. which I really like Spider-Man. So, well, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say a thing at all. I, and I, I've tried to avoid any spoilers, so I need yeah. to see it soon um, so I don't get any. Yeah, I had seen mostly, like, very positive things, so I guess mostly from people I knew, but I guess I'll see for myself. I mean, I love Spider-Man. I truly hope that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are both in there. I've tried to avoid if they actually were or not, but I love both of them. I love all three of our Spider-Men actors I feel like (laughs) that's a hot take I'm sorry I'll defend Toby forever I think that would just be fun Uh, I saw this hilarious tweet I don't know if there are any like Doctor Who people uh, listening to this but the 50th anniversary which was a long time ago now they had like the current doctor played by Matt Smith at the time and then like David Tennant's doctor appear and then another doctor appear in the episode. So it was three doctors like all at one time, even though they were from all different like eras, basically. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet that said like this was going to be the new Spider-Man movie like this is no <laughs> way home. And I thought it was funny, um, but I just like that kind of thing. Now, it's not always done well, so I might eat my words if they were there and it was awful. Don't tell me till I've told you that I have watched it, but I like that kind of thing when worlds collide, mm-hmm. franchises collide, maybe movie production companies collide. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see, but Interesting to know your review. I'll go in and lower my expectations a little bit now, which is probably good. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of went into it with pretty high expectations, mainly because it's a Marvel movie. And Uh I really like thinking about it. I really haven't seen a Marvel movie recently. And I don't really know why. I mean, I think it was mainly just like COVID. And then I just haven't really been interested so, like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of, like, the last three or four Marvel movies. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah. But. Well, Shang-Chi, I didn't see that one. But I heard only good things about that. Yeah, I've been wanting to see that one for sure. That's on my agenda to watch over the break. But, yeah, like, Eternals. Oh, yeah. I, I have no desire that. to see that. <laughs> I forgot about that because did that I guess that came out already that shows yeah how like it apparently it came out and like it has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score of any Marvel movie Uh-oh. all that stuff so even with Harry Styles <laughs> yeah he couldn't save it so <laughs> um but yeah mm. I mean overall it was really fun like yeah like I said I think if you can and you're comfortable seeing it in a theater it was really fun seeing it in the movie theater again that was really fun yeah yeah, very entertaining. I would just say don't think too much into the logistics of everything, and I think you'll enjoy it. 
Love that. You know, sorry, you're in for it when sorry says, you know, don't really try to like make sense of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Inception, the movie Inception. It's oh, like people well. try to figure it out, and it's like just just watch it. Don't try to figure it out, and you'll enjoy it. Did the top <laughs> stop spinning, or did it keep on going? It wobbled, <laughs> so it fell. It over. wobbled. It fell over. That's yeah. what I say. I'm sorry <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm excited to see it regardless, but maybe that'll be good for me to go in with lower expectations. I have been watching a fair amount, some things that I'm, I've been continuing to watch, some new things, but I guess since you mentioned the theaters, I will mention this, like, the first time I went back to a movie theater since COVID, that was actually in November early November but Need to Breathe who we have talked about on here before it's our favorite band we've both seen them in concert multiple times love them so they um, released an album called Into the Mystery and they recorded it in three weeks in a house in Tennessee um, in 2020 like during real you know real lockdown all of that and the album is amazing. The first time I listened to it, I was like, eh, I don't know. Uh, but then I saw them in October in concert, and I loved the music. Concerts will do that usually to you, but yeah. especially with them, it's like if you're kind of on the fence about some music, you hear it live and you're like, okay, yeah, this is great. <laughs> um, Definitely. So now I love that album. And like if it if it tells you anything for years need to breathe was on my Spotify wrapped like my number one artist and they had kind of like dropped they had fallen off of that but I made up for it like they were my number one artist in 2021 on my Spotify wrapped and that literally happened from October to December <laughs> like oh wow <laughs> I made up for yeah. it anyway it's a great album check it out but they actually like filmed a documentary of them in this house writing the songs and you can see the thought process that went into each song and how they were made um and it's really cool probably a lot more interesting for need to breathe fans um because they talk a lot about like their history as a band and what they've been through and kind of talked about some recent issues like just in the band and in their family that I feel like you know NTB fans know about and wanted to hear more about what was going on. It it did touch on those subjects and um, yeah, it it was just really well done and fun to fun to watch them do that. So if you're into music like the music process at all, but you don't really listen to Need to Breathe, I think it would be cool to watch. But I saw it in theaters, like I said, but now it is out. You can watch it. I think on. Amazon Prime I don't know you can google into the mystery need to breathe documentary and you'll see where it's available now but highly recommend I don't know it just made me like the music even more and I think seeing how music is made is really fascinating so absolutely check that one out for sure awesome yeah they're great I haven't seen the documentary yet so I'm curious to check it out for sure yes I think you'll like it okay well again every week we give one reason why we should be on The Amazing Race. FYI, we mentioned that we had filmed uh, our latest audition tape for Amazing Race, and we did submit it, posted it on our social and um, everything. So 
we got we we haven't been contacted by the race yet but we have gotten really good feedback from uh people we know saying that they really liked the approach we took with it so that was really nice um Mm -hmm. we just did it one take we're ourselves and um it's unedited so we went with it and i'm happy with it but yeah i wanted to provide that little update and anna do you happen to have a reason why they should watch that video and say those two they need to be on there (laughs) well i was gonna say definitely that we deserve to be in the amazing race because we've made an audition tape and it's unedited and it's just a work of art about us (laughs) i mean right (laughs) (laughs) but also kind of like the amazing race season that's coming out january 5th finally so excited for that We are similar in that way that we make things work, like we've talked about in the past. But if you don't know, Amazing Race actually started filming this past season, February 2020. And I don't know if you've heard about this whole worldwide pandemic or not, but it really (laughs) affected the Amazing Race. And I think they had already filmed maybe two or three legs of the race. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the whole world shut down, so they had to come back and stop filming And they just, like, within the last few months, they resumed filming and got, like, a charter plane and had all of these, like, different COVID protocols put together. And it is coming back. And I'm so excited because I, I, Callan and I had kind of talked about it. We weren't really sure, like, we knew they were going to come back and we knew that, um, I think the like Phil or the network had mentioned, you know, there is going to be a new season coming out probably early 2022. And there's kind of speculation if it's going to be a whole new cast and like we'll never see these people again, like the people who had the three legs. It's like they're just going to be ghosted <laughs> off of the planet. We don't know. But I'm so glad that, that this is the way that they're doing it. Um, Phil has always been really great about doing like publicity and stuff for the show like tough as nails and amazing race so i've watched i've seen a few interviews and um have really enjoyed how passionate he is about it and how he was just like everybody's so excited to be able to travel again kind of like you don't know what you've lost till you've lost it so yeah so very excited for that very excited that they were able to make it work and from my understanding everybody from the cast of 2020 is back except for maybe one cup uh one team um so that in and of itself is pretty impressive that you're able to make that work because you know trying to coordinate a lot of people's lives taking off for probably a month or so can be kind of difficult but they announced the cast list and it looks like a really fun group so very exciting yeah I'm pumped I looked at the cast and there's definitely some intriguing people um I think some people are like YouTube famous I know there's a couple on there who was on Love Island which I of course saw (laughs) so yeah it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be fun to watch how they have adapted like with the Mm -hmm. plane and everything and I know they say they filmed it like without a COVID case like crew cast all that so kudos to them they did it very well we would expect no less but we're excited to um, cover that in the new year. Definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about it for sure, keeping up with our favorite show. It may not be every week, but we'll definitely fill you in, let you know how we feel about it. Definitely. I'm excited. 
keeping on the CBS uh, train <laughs> as yes. as per usual. We are uh, dropping the four and keeping the one. Do gosh. you remember them ever saying that? They only said it <laughs> once. <laughs> I could go without hearing it again. <laughs> Me too. Um, unless it's us. It's funny when we say it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think they said it again, like on the finale. I was like, all right, we need to put this one to bed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, I understand the concept. I understand, like, what it means. I don't know. Maybe that's why Jeff made sure to say, like, he didn't come up with that. (laughs) (laughs) And yet he still says it. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about the premiere, especially. Oh, good. I can't wait. Well, (laughs) I mean, let's just dive right in. Survivor 41, no name. Um, We touched on this in our episode with uh, Ben about how we knew this was going to be a little confusing because, I mean, we say this all the time, like with Big Brother and Survivor, I mean, Big Brother and Amazing Race, that it's just really hard to, like, keep up with what season is what. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because it's just numbers. Like, Amazing Race, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you anything about, even Big Brother for some reason is easier. Maybe because it's on for so dang long that I know, it's <laughs> like, it's ingrained in, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, so we'll see. I don't know. It'd be hard to forget dropping the four, keeping the one, though. So this one will probably live on. That's true. <laughs> um, which, by the way, since I did just mention this, I really laughed, like, editing and posting our last couple episodes about Big Brother 23 because so many times we said, like, it just goes on so long. You don't, like, you just stop caring. Like, it just really drags. And I was like, nothing proves this point more than the fact that we're posting our thoughts on the finale, like, two months after it aired. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're just the perfect example. We are. You know, we are. Um, but, yeah, apparently this was supposed to be called Survivor Dawn of a New Era. So I will say I'm glad they didn't do that because that just sounds like, you know, let's... that's true. It's one of those things like you're kind of defining what it is. So it's like you don't really have to define if that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's like you don't have to say it, you know? Yeah, that's true. because I think that's I true. think everybody who's in the fa- in the fan group knows that, you know, they're kind of like with season 40, they're starting fresh probably going to have a lot of new player seasons for a while true true where do you go after a season with all winners you've got to kind of exactly it's only natural you would kind of not start over but a new era as they say a new era (laughs) well (laughs) it was only uh 26 days this season instead of the normal 39 so it was definitely sped up and I think you could tell that in the episodes, like, with the pacing. Um, and that made sense. Like, they had to do that because people had to, like, quarantine before and after. Mm-hmm. Like, totally get that. They they can't really control that as much. But I would love to hear your thoughts on the on the premiere since you said you have <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> well, now, like, with hindsight and, like, the whole season is kind of this way. I guess they're trying to, kind of like what you're saying, they're trying to make it a new era. They're trying to set it apart from the first 40 seasons that we've had. So, I mean, somebody who's never seen the show before, once they get to season 41, they're going to be like, whoa, this is like really different. Like, 
the way that Jeff interacts with the audience, the way that the camera shots are done, how you can see behind the scenes, like footage, maybe uh-huh. like how things are set up, things like that. Like you can tell there's a difference. Like they're trying to set a new mold, like for what to expect. So like yeah. I get it from that perspective, but it's just like very jarring when like you're not used to it. Yeah. And I just remember like Jeff turns to the camera and I'm like, what is happening? And he's like, <laughs> all right, we're about to have them come on in. And, you know, I don't even remember what all he says, but just throughout yeah. the whole season, I really did not like him talking to us. Yeah. <laughs> which is so weird. Yeah. Which is so weird yeah. in concept, but like it like kind of took me out of it because I felt like a child. I kind of oh, felt like uh-huh. Dora the Explorer in the way. <laughs> like, there was one moment in particular. I feel like it was the, one of the first few episodes, and it's right before Travel Council. And he's on there, and he's like, oh, all right, they're about to come in for Tribal Council. It's going to be a crazy one. And yeah. I'm just like, okay. And then are you going <laughs> to ask me now where number four is? How many fingers am I holding up? Like, it just felt like... I just felt like I was watching Dora the Explorer. I get what he's going for, like, you know, maybe trying to make, like, a connection or something. But even, like, with what you're saying, it's like, yeah, this is Tribal Council. I get it. If it's going to be crazy, let me define if it's crazy or not. It just, like, really threw me off. That was probably my biggest complaint was I really just did not like him talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally understand what you're saying. Um, In the first episode... Like, with him breaking the fourth wall and everything, I was like, okay, this is different. And I feel like throughout the season, it got a little better. Like, it was a little bit less. I don't know if they decided, Mm -hmm. okay, we need to tone this down. Because the one you're talking about where, with the tribal council thing, that was the worst moment. It was was very (laughs) (laughs) Dora-like. But overall, like, I didn't... I don't necessarily mind the idea like sometimes I like when you can see the cameras and stuff going on because mm-hmm. it almost reminds you I guess in the same way it takes you out of it sometimes it reminds me that it's real in a way I don't know yeah so I don't necessarily mind that change I don't think it was necessarily necessary <laughs> if that makes sense right um yeah I don't like it enough to keep it if they're going to be weird about it or if people are going to be uncomfortable with it, like like you not liking it, for example. So I'm curious to see if they continue that. Um, I thought a lot of the editing overall was improved. I was like, wow, we got some new people out here. We're up in our game with this slow-mo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's not something I'm going to like fight for. Like, oh my gosh, no, it was such a good change. Like, that's not how I feel. Um, <laughs> not the hill to die on. Definitely not. Um, and as far as the editing goes, again, I'll, I'll say that one change that I did like a lot, which could have also taken you out of it, was them showing like pictures of the cast members like when they would be telling a story about their lives at home they'd actually show pictures from that or like the people they're talking about I liked that because I felt like it added to their story kind of humanized them like you realize Mm -hmm. what kind of person they are outside the game so I did like that addition I will say they stole that from the uh, Australian survivor Uh, shocker you know (laughs) if you can't beat them do it better you can't beat them join them it's true yeah I really enjoyed that I think that 
it gives you more character with everybody and you see them outside like in their real life like that one segment i loved of nasir like his daughter hiding the immunity idols and stuff like that was really cute so it just like gives those like people call them characters but they're not characters or people and so it brings back that whole humanity and you kind of get to know them a little bit better yeah yeah but yes i will say that was not their original idea so there you go (laughs) and we're not really going to go through like every single episode just like piece by piece because we would be here forever and some of that stuff I don't even remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been so so long ago. Yeah. Like, for example, I have notes from the first episode, but I barely remember the challenge. And when they had to choose between Savvy and Sweat, um, really, I feel like did not really make much of a difference. But definitely the, the premiere episode introduced some aspects of the game that we saw later. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we saw the first time that each person of the three tribes was chosen to go to the summit privately to meet the other two people from the tribes and then separately make a decision, which the minute that they showed what the decision was about you either risk your vote or protect your vote, it made me think of friend or foe. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Awesome. Classic, um classic game show back in the day but Heck yeah they they always kept they kept calling it the prisoner dilemma so uh, okay i think friend or foe is better i agree and i would have been out there and been like did nobody watch gsn okay friend or foe <laughs> <laughs> um what i i want to say maybe evie said prisoner's dilemma first and then somebody else said it, and i was like okay did they feed them this name because i just find it hard to believe that all of so. you knew that I don't term. think the average person knows what that is. I didn't think so either. I'm like, am I dumb? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I really don't feel like just Joe Schmo knows what that is. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I was I was thinking friend or foe, I think, is more likely t- to hit. You <laughs> yeah. know, the survivor audience probably knows that more than they know. <laughs> prisoners yeah no i'm with you even um but i totally feel that way too because i think there were several people yeah that said i feel like maybe if if the producers did not feed them that to like call it that then i think that like one person maybe on every tribe just happened to know it and said it and then everybody else was like oh yeah that's a good name to call it you know i'm gonna pretend like i know what that is um Maybe they're all brilliant. Yeah. And I, I don't know. But I was like, okay, this is weird to me that we're all calling it. I was going to say friend or foe, even Love Island, they, they do it at the true. end. So That's if true. you want to really, you know, modern or day. Or for, for love or money. For love or money. That's right. <laughs> it's a classic. I love that show. It's a classic, yeah. like, you know, dilemma. But Right. Yeah. So I just remember being really confused because it was confusing just like the way that they set it up Mm -hmm. where if one person risks their vote then the other two people I don't even remember what happens (laughs) yeah it was like you can turn that wheel which I would have loved to get to turn the pirate wheel (laughs) that'd be fun sure yeah Um, but yeah you turn it to risk your vote so like if if both people chose risk your vote they both lost wait yeah, they both lost their vote. If right. if one person chose risk your vote and the other chose protect your vote, then the the risk your vote person got an extra vote, right? Mm-hmm. And then if they yeah. both chose protect your vote, 
no one got anything right right that's right yeah Yeah. it's complicated and really for no reason (laughs) yeah that's kind of how I felt I was just like am I stupid to like I'm not getting this initially but I feel like the show didn't do a great job of explaining it, uh-huh. I- which is kind of my issue with this whole season in a way with some of the advantages and things mm-hmm. that it's just like so much going on that it's a little confusing. Yeah. But it is funny to me, too, because like this whole thing didn't really have a name other than the prisoner dilemma, I guess is what they kind of called it. Yeah. Um, Rob has a podcast called it Ship Will Island. <laughs> so if I ever call it that, then that's what I'm referring to. Okay. Just because it's easier to explain than I guess like the pirate wheel turn deal. Protect your vote, risk your vote. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. That wasn't really shown later in the season. But this whole thing happened almost every episode straight yeah in some way, shape, or form. It did. And it's kind of like, okay, you say you don't have a theme. But this is a theme. You're right. I didn't think about that, but you are correct. It it could have like, been. I know they're, they were trying to get away from the themes. You know, they had some really cuckoo ones. They're not going to new locations anymore. But it was kind of like, okay, but we're doing the same thing every episode. Like, it should have been Survivor Ship Wheel Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Right. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but it's true. And this could have just been me, but I I felt dumb again when, like, the second time they did it, for some reason, I don't know if it's because they didn't explain it well enough or if I wasn't listening. I think I said this about something they did in Big Brother, too. But I, I thought, like, every time it was going to change, like, what they were risking mm-hmm. was going to mm-hmm. be different. And then the second time they got there, I was like, oh, we're just doing this again? And then it's like, yeah. at this point, everyone knows what happens when you get up there. So it just didn't really add to the gameplay to me. I mean, except for some initial bonding that I would say did come into play later, like with Shannon, Liana, and then Evie and Deshaun. You know, that those relationships came into play more than I feel like I've ever seen Exile Island and being out of the game for a day affect the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So at least it did add a little something that way. But watching it was like, okay, we can just like time lapse this. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt too, because it was almost like it was like the extra vote, lose a vote was like a new currency or whatever, how they talk about like the fire tokens were their new currency, which everyone hated. Yeah. And so they're got, trying to find something new, which I get it. You want to, like, keep something fresh. And I don't really mind, I guess, the whole lose your vote, extra vote kind of thing. Because I guess it's not overly powerful. But it was kind of hard to keep up with. Like, who doesn't have an extra vote and who does have one. And and it's, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, it really didn't make that much of a difference as far as, like, the gameplay Except for maybe, like, in JD's case or something. As far as, like, them creating bonds with the other tribe members, I loved that. Like, one of my favorite seasons is Token Chains. So, one person from each tribe goes to this exile island. And, I mean, again, the cast makes the show. So, I mean, if this was a different cast, then this probably may not could have happened. But they had their exile alliance that they made. In which it was an alliance made between... Um, tribal lines which I think is what the show wanted and for this 
like Shipwell Island experience, it kind of felt the same way where they're like, okay, we want to try to make bonds or like, like what Evie did with Deshaun and share information that may or may not be dangerous for that person. And so I think they succeeded in that way. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of, yeah, kind of like you said, it's a bit repetitive. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the risk you take. Yeah. And it did feel like it was taking up unnecessary time. It was like half yeah. the episode I felt like we were watching that. True. But you're right in that at least it did kind of affect things. Whereas other, you know, other times things like that have, they don't really <laughs> contribute. Right. Um, I did have another, I guess we're kind of going in like the mechanics of the game. Some new mechanics that we've gotten this season, mm-hmm. which um, as you know, some of them I've liked and some of them I haven't. One that I like surprisingly enjoyed, but barely had any effect in the game was the shot in the dark yeah which to me like was such a good concept because we always talk about how you know everybody initially loves or hated the immunity idol being added and then eventually we all kind of came to enjoy it Mm -hmm. then it got to be too much and we're like everybody has an idol you can just um bend your way through the the season and so now I feel like they're trying to lay off of the immunity idols and I feel like this is a better way of incorporating almost like you have a, an immunity idol aspect mm-hmm. um, but I like that you are risking because you're risking your vote and you can only use it once mm-hmm. so it is almost like you have an idol in a way and I thought that was a really unique idea to kind of give everybody an even playing field in that way almost like you kind of have a Hail Mary yeah and I thought that was a great idea even though it really wasn't ever it's only been used once and it was not successful so right there's that one thing I did not like about the shot in the dark which the Sydney vote was kind of confusing to me because she plays her shot in the dark and there was like some speculation that if she had her vote, then maybe it could have gone another way. I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't like to get into those because those are too confusing. True. But the one thing I really did not like was we. So somebody like rolls a dice for them or something. Is that how that works? Or they roll the die? See, I don't, I don't like that because I'm like I want to see what's happening because all yeah, that she right. did was say, "I'm not safe." I was like, okay, well, I would have liked to see that. Like, yeah, that, to me, that would have been better, like, <laughs> I thought of, um, like, in D&D or something, there's, like, these, there's these, like, contraptions that will, like, roll your die for you. Like, you just, like, mm-hmm. drop them in, and they, like, roll it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just picturing, like, she does that, and then it says either safe or not safe. Because to me, it's almost like, okay, well, did production just not like Sydney? And so then they just say, sorry, mm-hmm. girl, you're not safe. Because you would <laughs> think if that was the case... Wouldn't they want to keep her safe because mm-hmm. it is a shot in the dark? Anyway, that's where my head goes. But that was one thing. I, that was one aspect I didn't like was like it kind of would have been more fun, I think, to kind of like with Michelle when she flipped her coin of whatever, coin of destiny or whatever. Um, I think that's a big brother thing. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh- but um <laughs> I kind of would have enjoyed that because there would have been like at least some theatrical aspect. But in theory, I like the shot in the dark is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it kind of holds the show accountable, like show us how this works. Yeah, I I don't mind that um, addition. I think it is interesting, like especially if you use it and you didn't really need it. 
but now you can't vote and your vote like really does you know matter in this case Mm -hmm. so i think in the future i'm assuming they'll bring that back in the future i would like to see it actually make a difference um (laughs) yeah especially if it's for someone that i like you know yes exactly that's usually how it works there were three tribes I did want to mention them, and then we can go into, like, maybe specific people from before the merge that went home, and then also the advantages that happened, like, before um, the merge as well. So, Luvu was, like, the powerful one. Like, they didn't go to tribal council. Did they go at all before the merge? Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't think so. They tried, remember, they tried to throw it. Yeah. And crazy how this show works. Mm-hmm. If they would have thrown that challenge, then Erica would have gone home. Mm. And then you're so right. The season would have been very different. <laughs> you're right. They were doing it to get rid of her. Yeah. Wow. Look at there. Yeah. So they kind of dominated. There was Ua. It had a lot of people that, a lot of strong characters, I guess I'll yes, say. Yes. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Yasa was kind of like the the little tribe that tried. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, they just couldn't, couldn't They're do They're kind it. of a dysfunctional family. They were. Um, and they, they kept the faith. Um, and I went back and forth about some of them multiple times because <laughs> that's just how it goes too. But overall, um, I like when there's three tribes. I feel like it's really interesting dynamics. Always provides good content for like a tribal switch. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed having the three. And it's just always interesting how there's one that like dominates. It's like That's our survivor true. party. There's it- always one <laughs> that just does so well. That's and true. then you have your middle of the road people. And then you have... The, like I'm sorry y'all just can't do anything <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, yeah I guess like the most mm, interesting people from before the merge to me were JD I feel like he's the standout in my mind about people that went out before the merge <laughs> I don't really know what public opinion was of him I kind of felt bad for him like He's just, like, the epitome of that super fan we talk about that you're pulling for in the first five minutes because you're like, oh, yes, like, we love a super fan, like, you know, we want, they're they're accomplishing their dreams, they've been watching this since they were five, you know, all that. <laughs> yeah. And then you quickly realize, oh, gosh, here we go again. Like, <laughs> you are just not... You're not it because you're just going too hard, too fast. Like you're, you're so excited to be there that you're doing, you're doing the most. <laughs> and that was him. He was just overplaying and trying to become a legend, like in three days. Yeah, and that's not <laughs> usually how it works. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And we were all rooting for him, but I yeah, know. that that whole, the whole exchange with him and Shan and the extra vote and, um. <laughs> What does he say when he's like trying to money? When he's like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I forgot. Oh about that. man, like I felt so bad for him because I mean he does look like he's an athlete. Yeah, and I just it was just you know sometimes some challenges <laughs> just aren't for some people, and that was just <laughs> I 
forgot about that. I don't know why it's so funny. Because you're so confident. And it's like such a 20-year-old boy thing to yes. say. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, probably <laughs> my favorite pre-merge person was Brad. Oh, Brad. I feel like he was very memorable. <laughs> He was. He um, felt like old school survivor. <laughs> Did he give you absolutely. that vibe? <laughs> absolutely. He was old school, kind of like a little, um, probably socially unaware. Yeah. Uh, especially in that <laughs> moment where it's that conversation with him and like, I don't even remember all the details, but he basically tells the person that he wants out that he wants her out. So, you know, that's kind of awkward, but he was very entertaining. You know, the little like scarecrow that he makes of himself when he goes out to Shipwell Island and, um, when he like ran around trying to hear what, uh, Ricard was trying to say, you know, he was just a character and his, um, broccoli stuff. I don't even think he said the phrase right, but that was, <laughs> that would be like me. I wouldn't say the phrase right, and then they're like, sorry, your idol doesn't activate because you didn't say yeah. it right or something. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was fun. Um, I wasn't surprised that he ended up <laughs> getting oh, voted yeah. off when he did. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, he was entertaining. And um, I will say I really did uh, want to see more of Voce on Yasa. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed that he actually went out as early as he did because I felt like he had a lot of potential and I felt mm-hmm. like he was like getting a good edit as far as like he was on the uh, on there a lot. So I was thinking, okay, mm-hmm. this guy's probably going to make it pretty far. In hindsight, I mean, I'm glad he went instead of Xander, but uh, yeah, I, I would have liked him to, you know, make it a little bit further because I thought he was interesting. Yeah, that's true. The only other person that I really have any opinion about was Jeannie. I kind of went back and forth on her, but I did like her overall. Like, mm-hmm. I felt yeah. bad for the girl going out. <laughs> yeah, she kind of had a rough go, you know. Yeah. I mean, you have, like, Brad, who is unpredictable. And then you have Shan and Ricard, who are, like, two strategic masterminds. And it's kind of like, hmm, where do I fit in this? That's how uh-huh. I would feel. So. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was, she made it as far as, like, her game made sense to go. People were always one step ahead of her game-wise, so, mm-hmm. um, but I, I liked, I liked Jeannie. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all my thoughts about the pre-merge people, so definitely want to talk about some of the advantages, <laughs> like that idle one you were talking about. Or the disadvantages. Disadvantages. Yeah. yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts uh, on those. Well, once again, negative Ned is here. <laughs> um, I I like the, again, I'm all for trying something new. And of course, anytime a fandom gets something new, they're probably going to hate it initially. So I get that. Um, I was not really a fan of the beware advantage like with the phrases first of all it was a little like hokey it just felt a little like you're trying to make something to where like you can laugh about like make the audience laugh I guess uh-huh um just with the silly phrases but just from a game perspective it bothered me because your idol is not a secret yeah like mm-hmm. everybody knew the three people that had an idol so that yeah. really bothers me because 
like I said, I prefer when the cast drives the strategy. And to me, they didn't have, they didn't, they weren't given the ability to have the choice of maybe sharing it with one other person that they trust, not telling anyone at all, sharing it with the entire tribe and saying, I'm going to play it tonight. And then they don't, or, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many other perspectives people can take. So that wasn't my favorite, um, just because I feel like that wasn't really, to me, that's not as exciting because I mean, two of the three idols were never played. And then the third idol that was played, everybody knew he was going to play it because it's the night he would play it. So it was just kind of like fizzled out into nothing. Mm -hmm. I agree. I liked the idea. Like I liked the idea of multiple people having to activate it, like it not working, you know, till everyone did something. I even didn't mind the idea of the phrase, but the phrases that they did were hokey is a great word for it. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of made me roll my eyes. You know, the yeah. one about broccoli looking like small trees is the one that I always think of, but they were all <laughs> like that. But yeah, I understand it has to be somewhat distinctive because you don't want it to be like anything these people would ever say so that, you know, Sure. When it's being activated and someone's responding to you and all that. But I feel like we could have come up with something that was less obvious. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, like, you have to find a way, if it doesn't work the first time, which it didn't, now I have to find a way to say it again. Right. And it's just a weird thing to say again. Mm-hmm. And then the more distinctive the phrases are, I mean, the easier it is for people to be like, now what's happening? Like, something's going on here. Right. And I think people ended up finding out like through the grapevine rather than, oh, everyone's saying these odd phrases. <laughs> but still, I I didn't like that it was so obvious to people. And I think it really gave like a disadvantage to the people that did have it. Another one of those things that's good in concept, but I didn't like the execution this time. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to bring that back. It looked like in the preview. Right. They're bringing it back and, and they... Yeah, s- maybe it'll go over differently with a new set of casts. So that'll be interesting yeah. to see, yeah. you know, maybe it'll be great and like no one will know, which right. I think will be more exciting. Yeah. Like if, if three people had an idol, you know, one on each tribe and nobody had figured it out, only those three people knew then I think that could be really interesting. And it's like, okay, are these people going to team up? Mm-hmm. Are they going to try to target the people they know have idols without giving themselves away that they have one? I think it could be interesting, but yeah, the phrases just, they got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Not down for that. Do you no. think they're going to use the same three phrases or are they going to come up with three other hokey phrases? I don't think so. I feel like in the preview they showed one person saying a phrase and it was hokey. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it was different, but it was still like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how that, how that goes over. Yeah, for sure. Again, I will be the negative person, but this one, the knowledge and power advantage to me is the worst of this season. It is a dark spot. (laughs) To me, like, even the concept does not make sense. Like, a lot of these other uh, other advantages is, um, you know, like we said, it could be different with a different cast. It could have a couple tweaks, and then it would probably be really great. 
But the knowledge is power advantage, I absolutely despise. If you don't remember the knowledge power advantage, I don't know how you could forget, but that person can ask one person, do you have a, um, do you have an advantage or do you have an idol? And that person must give you that item if they have it. Okay, I absolutely hate this because it completely goes against the game of Survivor. Okay, you tell these people they need to lie, cheat, and steal to win this game. But you're literally making them tell the truth for this. <laughs> it completely goes against the entire thing. Mm. And I don't like that. Because it's the same thing with the idol nullifier. I really don't like that either. Because mm -hmm. it completely goes against what you're telling people to get their idol. We haven't talked about it yet, but the fake merge is the same thing. If you tell people they need to be doing something, you need to follow through. You tell them that they need to lie <laughs> and that they don't need to trust anyone. And yet there's a power out there that makes you tell the truth and give that item away. Mm -hmm. How does that make sense? Make it make sense. <laughs> I mean, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I really hope this thing doesn't come back. I really hope it's not on season 42. Because if this is the way that they wanted to do the knowledge's power advantage, the way that it played out where Liana asks Xander for the idol, he has a fake idol and he says, no, but you can have this one. You know, that was great. Mm -hmm. Loved that moment. And mm -hmm. I think everyone in America loved that moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, see, that's the kind of knowledge's power that I wanted where it yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so... Yeah. I really hope it doesn't show up again. Same with the idol nullifier. I really hope they don't show up again because to me, it just completely goes against everything, everything I believe in yeah. <laughs> with Survivor. You're not wrong. I hadn't really thought about it in that way, but I agree. Like that makes sense to me and that it goes against like kind of what you're told to do. I think one reason it was really not good this season was because kind of like we just said the only reason Liana knew that Xander had the idol is because of the way he had to get the idol mm -hmm. like in a normal time like if somebody had just found this in a tree like sometimes you can guess that they have it anyway but like if it were a lot harder to know that he had it yeah. maybe it would have been more interesting in that regard because you actually had to like work to know do they have it? Maybe there's more of a risk involved. It's a lot of power to give one person. Yeah. Um, and there's no consequence if, aside from just not getting it, like, if I ask and, like, every other, I, I feel like, except for, like, extra votes and things like that, but <clears throat> when they play up this, like, no risk, no reward thing, it's like, I almost feel like because that advantage was so powerful, why is there not a penalty now because you you asked and you didn't get anything? Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know what that would be. Like, does it make sense to lose your vote? I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe something equally as powerful, like you can't play in the next immunity challenge, mm -hmm. like something yeah. where like if you can take somebody's immunity, then you need to put up your own immunity. You know, yeah, as as a risk. Maybe that would make it more interesting, but yeah. the only reason that I was okay with it being in this season was because of how it played out. Right. <laughs> and I feel like that's the way, I feel like that's the way a lot of people would feel. It's like what you and I talk about a lot, that 
advantages work or they don't work because it's somebody that you like or you don't like so true and if liana not not necessarily liana but anybody who had found that advantage and got whoever it was whoever got their advantage or their idol then absolutely it would be just like an outcry (laughs) yeah the fan favorite like somebody like Ricard or Shan or Xander, I feel like those three are like really um, talked about like on the internet and stuff. And I definitely think there would have been some outcry about that. But yeah, definitely there's a different reaction because of the way that it turned out. It's so true. It's maybe not fair, but that is the way it goes. Like if if someone I liked a lot had the knowledge is power advantage, maybe I wouldn't be so upset. You know? Yes, but- exactly. That is when you have to take a step back and say, like, is this good for the game itself and the show mm-hmm. or not? Yeah, I I'm, I would be happy with that one going away unless they're going to make it kind of like what I said, where it has a little more oomph to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's post-merge, so I guess we can circle back to it. But that's like my favorite moment of the season, so it ended up being kind of okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we will say that the Brewer Advantage was activated pre-merge. Um, I really did like the way that it was edited where we did not see Nasir find the idol initially. He says the phrase and we all know as the audience that it was activated. So I really Mm -hmm. liked the editing there kind of using um, different editing strategies, I guess. Yeah. To kind of like surprise the audience. So that was really fun. Yeah, I noticed that they did that a few times and I did like that too. Because we still got to see it, unlike the shot in the dark thing. We still got to see how it turned out. Yeah. But it did help us be more surprised. So I liked that. Like with with this fake idol concoction and all of that that we'll talk about. Like not seeing that and then having the flashback to them making the idol and handing over his idol and all of that. The planning. I like seeing that because it throws the audience off, too. And it just makes it more fun when you can be a little surprised. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, very impressed with that. I tried to come into 41 with an open mind and kind of accept some of the changes in this new era. And I think overall, it was really great. The cast is absolutely fantastic. And that's really what all I care about. Because if you don't care Mm -hmm. about the characters, people, then Mm -hmm. you're really not going to care about anything. And I think they did a really great job with that. So, very happy. Totally agree. I think the cast was the best part by far. Even, like, once we got down to the merge, there are a few people that I didn't really like. But overall, there were a lot of people that I did like and that I was rooting for. And that's, like, unbelievably rare (laughs) on any (laughs) of these shows. Yes. So, that was just nice to, like... Not have to be annoyed, you know, constantly, as I often have to be. Um, (laughs) Because a lot of the times, if someone that I liked was suffering, someone else I liked might have been coming out on top. So it was kind of okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just makes it more fun when the cast is entertaining, but also likable for the most part. and, And good at the game and into the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like you said, we have covered the first half of the game pretty well um up until the merge i feel like things got very interesting once that happened as they always do it's like a totally different game once you hit the merge Uh, yes most definitely but i definitely 
when we start the next episode going into the merge and the rest of the season, um, I want us to discuss like who some of our favorite people were because Mm -hmm. I think that'll give good context and set up for our opinions about how the rest of the game unfolded. I guess if that's it, then we'll wrap it up here launch into the next episode we hope you'll stick around listen to that one as always we are available to listen to however you're listening now (laughs) you found us somehow (laughs) uh but apple spotify pandora pretty much everything so we would love if you'd subscribe wherever you're listening from leave us a rating and review i know that spotify just now launched it to where you can rate podcasts on spotify so if you're a spotify user we would love to have you leave us a rating there and follow us we're kind of back on our instagram game talking about (laughs) recent episodes that we've uploaded and definitely we'll have some reels coming about some like food and drink items that we have talked about recently and um we will be keeping you updated there with upcoming episodes and all that jazz so follow us on there and on twitter um join our discord if you'd like to chat about all of these lovely shows we're all and in- too invested in um true. and shoot us an email with your drink recommendations and or what you're watching what you'd like us to watch or talk about um and we would love to hear your thoughts on the first half of survivor 41 So definitely get in touch with us and tell us what your thoughts were with everything we discussed in this episode. Um, We would love to hear what your opinions were on everything that we gave opinions about. So (laughs) let us know your thoughts. But again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. Let's drop the four and keep the one. (music) 